Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Hey everybody, happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Drive Podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 516, They Were Here. Now, before we get into the the message this week, just a quick reminder again that this week is Utah's largest natural health and wellness conference called Be Healthy Utah, and it's on April 21st and the 22nd. That's this Friday and Saturday at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy, Utah. And as I mentioned last week, I'll be personally speaking on Friday the 21st from 8 o'clock to 8.30. Would love to see you there. Um, My topic is going to be embracing your own story the obstacle is the way. And if you haven't gotten tickets already, make sure to go to BeHealthyUtah.com to purchase those tickets. Tickets are $37 for two-day tickets, $17 for single-day tickets. But as I mentioned last week, we want you there for two days. So if you use the discount code JOSH40, you'll get 40% off of those two-day tickets. So basically get two for the price of one. Uh, there's going to be over 30 speakers, live interactive classes, food demos, over 100 vendors, so much learning under one roof. I absolutely hope to see you there. And I still have a few free tickets. As I mentioned, I had 10 last week. I still have a few left to give. So if you're still looking for some, message me and I'll make sure to get them to you. And uh, they are electronic, so you can get them very easily. Just message me and we'll make sure to get you set up those tickets. Now, as far as the message I wanted to share with you today, just just got a brief thought for you that uh, kind of came to me while I was sitting of all places at my kitchen table. A few days earlier, I'd been sitting there just eating breakfast when I noticed a pretty big mark on our table that hadn't been there before. It was very, the coloring was off. Um, I didn't know what it was. So my first thought was, well, let's, let me try to wipe it off. So I started to try to, to, to wipe it off with my finger, with my thumb. I got a rag and, and then I realized, oh my goodness, that it wasn't just a food stain or some kind of a strange mark. It was actually a, a spot on the table that had had the finish removed all the way down to the wood. I mean, it was a pretty noticeable mark. And as I started to try to figure out where it came from or how it got there, I recognized that it was exactly where my youngest daughter, Michaela, typically sits almost every day to work on crafts. I had no idea what had caused it, only I was sure that it came from something that she'd been working on. And my first thought was, so, Michaela, what did you do? We just bought this table a couple of years ago. And so I started to think about, okay, how am I going to fix it? Or how can I hide it so that others won't see it? Or that it won't look now so worn and beat up? I planned on talking to her about it. But then I reminded myself, I caught myself a little bit in that moment, as to what that mark actually meant. And it means a little bit more than what I was making it out to mean, like an eyesore or like a sign that something had become worn and was no longer as pretty or as valuable. What I had caught myself long enough to remind myself of was that this was a mark that they were here. See, being divorced kind of offers you a unique perspective that I'm not sure everyone else gets so easily. There are days where I have my girls and the house is alive and busy and full of of energy and life. And then there are days where I don't have them. And the house, in contrast, feels dead and quiet and quite empty. And so I think it was easier to remind myself that that mark was the result of them being there and finding joy in what they love to do. Brooklyn is always sitting on one side of the table working on some drawing or art project. 
and Michaela is always on the other side, kitty corner to Brooklyn, working on some incredible craft that she's just come up with. Lately, it's been making little clay beads that she uses to make bracelets. And come to find out in talking to her about it, it was the clay and the constant working with it on the table that eroded the finish down all the way to the wood. A day or two after I had noticed it, I recognized that she had noticed it, but she was trying to cover it up and probably trying to figure out what to do about it. I said, oh, hey, did you notice that mark as well? (laughs) She said, yeah, dad, I did. I'm sorry. I didn't know my clay would do that. I told her what I had come to realize by saying, it's okay. It just means that you are here having a good time. And that's more important to me. But then I said, hey, why don't you try working with your clay on this? And I handed her a a big piece of tile that we used as a cutting board. And it has worked wonders in saving our table from further damage. Well, as I was sitting at this same kitchen table in a very quiet house this morning, thinking about what might be a good message to share, I saw that little spot again and had the thought, I need to share a message about it. (laughs) Not sure why, just something that felt right to do. In working with kids, I've, I've noticed, as I'm sure you've heard about and maybe even noticed yourself, maybe even seen in your own kids, that there is a, a, an incredible rise in anxiety and depression among our youth. But what many kids have told me about that experience with depression and anxiety that parents rarely hear is that anxiety is often due to the fear of letting parents down and not meeting their expectations. Kids are under more pressure today to perform and achieve at a high level than they have ever been. Kids are starting sports almost before they can walk. I've had several students over the years that actually graduated high school with their associate's degree in college. Combine that with the pressures and expectations that they put on themselves from the things that they see like with social media, it is a perfect recipe for being overloaded, overworked, and overwhelmed which is an absolute breeding ground for both anxiety and depression. While I'm all in for pushing and encouraging kids to grow up to be the best that they can be, I also think it needs to be balanced with at times letting them be little. I am telling you from personal experience that I'm sure many of you can relate to that they just grow up too fast. Before you know it, you'll blink and they'll be moving out on their own on their way to college. In fact, it feels like that this is just right around the corner for me. And now I'm starting to appreciate more and more the marks that they are leaving behind. Because again, it is a sign that they were here. But also in this case, that they were happy. So as I sat at my table looking at this mark and thinking about this thought and message, I think what I'd like to share with you this week is I'd like for you to consider what marks are being left behind in your home and in your life that remind you that someone was there that you love and most importantly, that they were happy. I think allowing space for those things is one of the best things that we can make space for. In fact, Oscar Wilde once said that the best way to make children good is to make them happy. And I love that statement. Kids need space to be kids so that they can be happy. They'll have their entire life ahead of them to deal with the stress of work and relationships and finances and and health and even raising their own family and so much more. So let's do what we can to let the time that they are with us as kids be a time that carries them through all of that. 
A time where they can look back with fond memories, full of happy moments, to remind them of how good life can be, especially when we can all capture the magic of childhood, even more as an adult. And I know I shared this story long ago in an earlier episode, but this is one that has always stayed with me that I'd like to share with you today. And it goes like this. It was a cozy morning one winter, and the sun's rays were giving a soothing and warming effect to those outside. A man named Robert took out some time from his busy schedule and went to the park near his house. His five-year-old daughter, Claudia, was insisting to him that she wanted to play at the playground. They reached the park, and Claudia started running around the playground. Robert sat on a bench near the playground and started observing his daughter. After half an hour, a young woman came and sat down next to Robert. Robert was feeling quite happy watching his daughter play. The lady sitting next to him smiled and said, That's my son over there. She pointed to a little boy in a blue sweater who was gliding down the slide. He's a cute looking boy, Robert said. That's my daughter on the swing in the pink dress. Then looking at his watch, Robert called to his daughter. What do you say, Claudia? Shall we go now? Claudia pleaded, no, just five more minutes, Dad, please. (laughs) How many of us as parents know that plea all too well? Just five more minutes. Robert nodded and Claudia continued to swing to her heart's content. Fifteen minutes passed and Robert stood and called again to his daughter. Come on, Claudia, it's time to go now. Claudia again pleaded, five more minutes, Dad, just give me five more minutes. Robert smiled and said, okay, sweetheart. Claudia continued playing. She was really enjoying the time on the playground and Robert was smiling watching her. His eyes were filled with happiness. After another 15 more minutes or so, same thing happened, same reply. Robert called Claudia. She pleaded to allow her to play for five more minutes. Robert happily permitted her to play for some more time. The woman sitting next to Robert was observing all this and was quite surprised with the behavior of Robert. She said, well, you certainly are a patient father. (laughs) I, I appreciate your efforts of entertaining your daughter's request again and again with a smiling face. If I were in your place, I would have certainly got annoyed by now. To which Robert smiled and then replied, Her older brother John was killed by a drunk driver last year when he was riding his bike and coming back home. I never spent much time with John, and now I would give anything for spending just five more minutes with him. I vowed not to make the same mistake with Claudia. She thinks she has five more minutes to play. The truth is, I get five more minutes to watch her play. While I'm sure it's a fictitious story, it also strikes a lot closer to home than I think it other stories might. I know of individuals that have lost loved ones at a very young age, and I'm sure, like Robert, would give anything for just five more minutes. We just never know what one day will bring to the next, and every moment, every minute just counts, doesn't it? In fact, it reminds me of a song that I once heard titled Let Them Be Little by Billy Dean. And the lyrics go like this, I can remember when you fit in the palm of my hand, felt so good in it, no bigger than a minute, how it amazes me you're changing with every blink, faster than a flower blooms, they grow up all too soon, so let them be little, cause they're only that way for a while, give them hope, give them praise, give them love every day, let them cry, let them giggle, let them sleep in the middle, oh just let them be little. I've never felt so much in one little tender touch. I live for those kisses, prayers, and your wishes. Now that you're teaching me things only a child can see, every night while we're on our knees, all I ask is please, let them be little, because they're only that way for a while. Give them hope, give them praise, give them love every day. Let them cry, let them giggle, let them sleep in the middle. 
Oh, just let them be little. So innocent, the precious soul, you turn around. It's time to let them go. So let them be little, because they're only that way for a while. Give them hope. Give them praise. Give them love every day. Let them cry. Let them giggle. Let them sleep in the middle. Oh, just let them be little. I often tell my girls not to grow up because it is a trap. (laughs) I tell them to try to stay as childlike as they can. And you know what? They are. It's fun to watch them as teenagers still find joy in simple things like an Easter egg hunt, in a children's cartoon, or in spending time with their little cousins. They still like to spend time with their friends and be involved in high school dances and activities, which is all great and fine. They're working hard to succeed in both school and life. But they're doing it from a place of childlike joy and still finding time to reconnect with the things that they love and that allow them to let go of the pressures of life for a time You know, it's a balance that I think we all need in our lives. And and maybe there's something that each of us can take from this for us personally, let alone for those little ones that we have responsibility for. It might be worth asking ourselves, what marks are we leaving behind that show not only were we here, but that we were happy as well? And it's good to remind ourselves that every mess isn't necessarily a bad thing. Some messages are messages to us that something good happened here. And that is exactly now what that mark on my kitchen table will always mean to me. Yes, it's unsightly. And yes, it's a bit of an eyesore. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. A woman named Jennifer Caldwell in a poem that she wrote titled Let Kids Be Kids said, Let kids be kids. Just let them be. Princess, pirates, let the bath be the sea. Let them stare at the sky and find animals in the clouds. Let them dance in the rain and sing out loud. Let them dream really big and wish upon a star. Let them feel the wind in their hair from the window of a car. Smell their dandelion bouquet like it's your favorite flower, (laughs) for they will grow up in what seems like just an hour. Tell them bedtime stories each and every night. Let them sleep in the middle when they awake with fright. Shield them from evil and keep them from danger, but teach them of acts of kindness for complete strangers. Don't hurry them, overschedule them, and make them feel lost. For if this happens, it will be you who will pay the cost. Let them build castles, do cartwheels, and find shells in the sand. If they need a little help, then please give them a hand. Let them walk barefoot and the grass tickle their feet. For it's the small things in life that will make them feel complete. Let them make couch cushion forts and sleep in a tent. For this is the way childhood was meant to be spent. Let them bring you breakfast in bed. Let them burn your toast. Someday it will be times like this that you will miss the most. Teach them how to serve others and be a good friend. If you teach all these things, their love will have no end. Teach them in life, not everyone will win. And when they lose, they need to accept with a grin. It's not about the money you have and the things you have bought. Life is about lessons that parents have taught. So let kids be kids, just let them be. And our world will be a better place for you and for me. So just a little reminder this week to be looking out for marks in your home, at work, and in life that those that you love most were there and that they were happy. Happy is the home that is lived in, for a mess is really just a message that those we love were with us. And if you need an example to look to, Christ as always shows us perfectly how to accept the marks left behind from others. He has a couple of them that he was more than willing to accept because they were a sign that not only were we with him, but so that we could be with him forever. 
As he said, we are engraven on the palms of his hands. Those are the marks that we've left behind. And because of that love, he will never forget us, even when we forget him. And ironically, all he asks us to do is to be a little more childlike ourselves. Those marks that we've left behind on him will always be a sign and an invitation that we can be where he is and be happy. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you have a great week this week. Look for those marks that others leave behind and signs that those in your life are happy. What a great thing to look for. Instead of seeing them as a negative thing, try to see them as a positive thing this week because I'm confident for all of us, the day will come where we will miss those marks. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.